Hey everyone, it's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I, we get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. Hey, it's going to be your church and your turn up. So listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's Pharrell on the bench. I believe in whipped cream with everything. All right, Pharrell on the bench, uh, and it's in the eighth. Still 6-3. Uh, they just got an Adamas double into the left field corner. First hit that guy's gotten a month. Anyway, uh, I want to talk about this Penn State basketball situation, right, with Pat Chambers. He's out. He resigned. Uh, it's a nice way of saying in Portuguese he was fired because when you are embroiled in a scandal like he was with uh, regards to telling a player that he wanted to uh, loosen the noose around his neck, that uh, that story broke a while ago, right? So the fact that uh, he, you know, they did an investigation and everything after the fact, and the bottom line is, is that the guy did it, and, he, you know, they knew he did it, and everyone knew he did it. And uh, the situation was, you know, obviously uncomfortable for everybody. And then he resigns, right? Well, you know, they had to get rid of him. So they told him, you're going to resign or we're going to fire you. That's exactly what happened. Believe me, uh, Pat Chambers had been there for nine years. He wasn't going to walk away from that gig. He said uh, today that he wanted time to, uh, for he and his family to reset. And, um, to chart our path forward. Uh, like I said, that's just all BS reset. Nobody wants to lose their job. Nobody wants to be fired. Nobody wants to walk away from a big 10 coaching job because they were under investigation for, uh, you know, what anyone could deem a racial incident at Penn state, because that's exactly what it was. Uh, the, uh, AD said that it was, it was, the resignation was in the best interest of Penn State, our program, and our student-athletes. This was all politically and PR savvy. You know, he resigned. It's in the best interest of the school. Uh, you know, he was very brave to, you know, walk away like he did. I mean, it's all BS. They got rid of him is what they did. Hey, everyone. It's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys. And I'd love for you to join me. I'm still on my own journey, but I want to be transparent with you because as I was posting all the highlights of my life on social media, I was breaking down. And too many people fall victim to the picture-perfect image of the high life. So I created a space to discuss the good and the bad. We can laugh, man. We, we gonna learn. And most of all, I hope to inspire you to go on this journey with me to better mental health. This is going to be your church, your turn up, and everything in between. So join me on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, a safe space for every kind of person. Listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
All right, Pharrell on a bench. So anyway, I want to get into this a little more. So this guy Chambers, right? So what happened was is that they actually did an investigation into Pat Chambers, and it took forever, and they found an additional uh, allegation that was not pleasant either that had not been known to the school or to the athletic department. They did not know about it until they did the investigation, right? Something else surfaced, they like to call it. And uh, he said, quote, I'm so proud of, <laughs> of all the program has accomplished these last nine years. And uh, wait a minute, the Dodgers get another one, a Seager home run, now it's 6-4, but uh, they're getting all these solo shots, nobody on base, right? 6-4 in the eighth with nobody out, it's a two-run game now. So he said, um, I'll forever be grateful to the Penn State community for its ongoing support. It doesn't sound like there's any ongoing support to me, Pat. I'm just saying, anyone who's ever coached at this level knows the exceptional amount of energy and focus it takes to deliver each and every day. This has been an incredibly difficult year for me and my family, and we are in need of a break to reset and chart our path forward. So I'm taking a step back to prepare myself for the next uh, 20 years. You know, I have to say, uh, Pat, after uh, telling... Uh, the, you know, black kid on your team that you want to help him lo uh, loosen the noose around his neck. Uh, I'm not sure that's going to go over real well in your upcoming interviews. You know, in the future, as you reset and then hit the trail looking for that next gig, I can guarantee it's not going to be in the Big Ten. <laughs> and I mean, it's going to maybe the Big Sky, maybe the Big South. <laughs> But it's not going to be in the Big Ten because now everyone's going to label him, uh, let's just say, racially challenged. Is that fair enough, Carver High? Uh, that, that's said, probably fair enough, but I think you know this. Um, he'll probably – it won't be in the Big Ten, but he'll coach again. So the kid Bolton said the Chambers never apologized uh, – after the fact, he said he was from the North and wasn't aware of any of those uh, uh, symbols, the noose, lynching, uh, you know, uh, in the history of lynching, slavery, racial terrorism. Uh, he didn't know anything about it due to other interactions with the coach. Uh, Bolton said, I knew this was no slip of the tongue. So he apparently felt that this guy uh, was not legit from uh previous experiences with is what that says he just you know probably um said things or acted certain ways that were offensive to some uh he said i uh chambers said i realized the pain my words and ignorance caused Rasir bolton and his family and i apologized to them for what i said i failed to comprehend the experiences of others and the reverence i made was hurtful insensitive unacceptable i cannot apologize enough for what i said and i will carry that forever well why didn't you apologize the first time and then why did you say that uh, you knew nothing about it you didn't know anything about lynching or that the you know using a lynch in a reference to anything uh is offensive uh to african-americans bottom line uh, so his father the kid's father said there's no winners after chambers resignation he hopes his son's willingness to speak up will encourage real change throughout the sport i'm not happy it's not a happy day or a sad day from our standpoint it's a day of understanding it should be a day of reckoning and change it should be a day of truth uh the kid uh received hate mail 
direct messages, social media after the resignation. But he's at, um, I guess, Iowa State now. The Cyclones guard was a sense of relief after publicizing his allegations months ago. He said it wasn't a witch hunt. He said anyone who questioned the severity of Chambers' news comment can't use the word in a positive connotation. And then uh, it is what it is. But, you know, my problem with it was, is, you know, when it happened, he didn't say anything to him. Like he had done nothing wrong, right? And I've seen coaches fired for way less. I'll be honest with you. I mean, honestly, right? Uh, Bob Knight had a litany of uh, years of problems with, you know, the Big Ten Conference, uh, with officials, with commissioners, with the NCAA, with uh, the president of Indiana, Miles Brand, who would later become the head of the NCAA. He had nothing but problems with them. But bottom line was, is that he basically was fingered for abusing players verbally and physically. They said that he attacked uh, Neil Reed, right? Said that uh, he choked him. And then there were videos that showed him grabbing him. So uh, I don't know about choking him, but he definitely grabbed him. And then they gave him zero tolerance and fired him. Nowadays, uh, like that's physical contact. I could see that that's a real issue, right? You start grabbing and, you know, you hit a kid or whatever. Like I'm going to talk about this uh, uh, Grant Marshall guy. Isn't that his name? Carver High? Uh, uh, Greg Marshall. What did I call him? Anyway. Grant, Greg Marshall. Anyway, uh, so he's at Wichita State, so he's got problems. But uh, you're talking about contact with a player, grabbing a player, you know, punching a player, hitting, slapping a player, choking a player. You're done, right? But nowadays, you can say something verbally offensive, racial, otherwise, and that'll that'll do it. Nowadays, in 2020, uh, you say the wrong thing, and you'll lose everything in uh in this business in tv radio in coaching in any any job any you know it doesn't matter you're working in a bank you start dropping bombs in the bank or you know I, hypothetically you know verbal bombs like you start cussing you start using racial undertones things of this nature comments that are abusive or offensive toward race religion uh gender all the rest you're finished They'll just fire you on the spot. There's no suspensions anymore. There's none of that. They just fire you. You're finished. So it's a real issue now. Just talking to these kids, just yelling at them. Like, you know, as a coach, you yell a lot, raise your voice. You're teaching, you're coaching, you're yelling. You're not happy with the way things are going. Practice games, you're screaming and yelling in timeouts, everything else. Like, it's okay for like Tom Izzo, right? So, Let's just use him as an example because he's got a, a hot temper, without a doubt. No one can uh, deny that or question that. Like he's a he, that guy gets so mad he starts turning purple. Have you ever seen him get mad? I mean, I know Carver High has. The guy has a conniption every game they play. So, and this guy Frank Martin at uh, South Carolina, he's another one. Like that guy's an absolute heart attack waiting to happen. He just screams and yells and stomps his feet and throws temper tantrums and, and loses his mind, right? Coaching. You do that nowadays toward kids, you're finished. I mean, you're just finished. You're not allowed to yell at kids anymore. You're not allowed to cuss at them. You're not allowed to scream at them. You're not allowed to 
um, humiliate them or anything. They cry home to their mommies and then their mommies and daddies call the president of the university and they demand change and then they get it. That's, that's it. They're scared to death of lawsuits and lawyers and everything else. And uh, press, they don't want bad press. You know, what Penn State did today, they just washed their hands of Pat Chambers and his uh, racial comment about a noose around his black player's neck. That was it. They just washed their hands of him. And remember, last year, they were going to the NCAA tournament. They were a tournament team for the first time since uh, 20, uh, like, uh, I think 11 when he started. When he started the job, it had been that long or something, maybe since they'd been in the tournament. They were going to be a tournament team for sure. And they'd won a lot of games. Uh, he had uh, brought them uh, back from the dead. I mean, Penn State's never been good in basketball, in my opinion. But they finally were good under Pat Chambers. They actually, you know, they won. And they were going to the tournament and everything else. So he was doing a good job. This certainly wasn't about um, his performance uh, as a coach. Because uh, he led them to a 26-win season in 2017 and 18. They were poised for the tournament. It would have been the first tournament since 2011. I was right. And their fifth tournament since 1965, the year I was born. So in over 55 years, they've only gone, whatever, five times. So he was doing a good job. But he, I guess, lost his mind one day and said this to this kid. And now he's finished. Have you written a book and need some insight into what comes next? Or are you passionate about cooking and want to know how to make it your career? Or maybe you just want to hear insider stories about the entertainment industry. Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. And on our podcast, Two Guys from Hollywood, we bring our expertise to the table with, of course, delicious cocktails and all kinds of recipes for you to try at home. So grab a drink and join us. We've got a wide range of celebrity guests and Hollywood insiders to discuss pop culture, publishing, and entertainment. And we'll provide you with an unfiltered and sometimes brutally honest show about Hollywood. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. All right, so uh, Greg Marshall, the coach at uh, Wichita State for the time being, because he'll be fired any day now, uh, probably tomorrow, I would guess. Former uh, players have accused him of making racist statements and abusive behavior just weeks after the Shockers launched an investigation into allegations against Marshall. The new allegations come from former players while he was coaching at Winthrop. And they mirrored those uh, from Wichita State. Uh, the Athletic reported that Marshall mocked a player's mental health and threatened to send a player, quote, back to Africa, end quote. Players also alleged several incidents uh, where Marshall put his hands on players. He coached at Winthrop from 98 to 07. He was just uh, making the jump to Wichita State. He was 194 and 83 at, at uh, Winthrop. He won six Big South titles and reached the NCAA tournament seven times. Uh, he said, I acknowledge that my coaching style isn't for everyone. I'm passionate, energetic, and countless players have thrived in my programs and excelled in our team culture. I'm not demeaning or abusive. I've always pledged my full-hearted commitment to my team. 
Uh, the allegations from former players are uh, similar to those at Wichita State. He's uh, been accused of punching a player multiple times, putting his hands around the neck of a staff member and uh, allegedly and attempting to punch another student allegedly through his car window during a road rage incident. Allegedly, Marshall also allegedly taunted a Native American player by making, quote, Indian howling noises and telling him to, quote, get back on his horse, end quote. The allegations uh, were revealed by uh, also my buddy Jeff Goodman at the stadium, right? Stadium's Jeff Goodman. He denied the allegations last week. In response to the allegations, I simply state unequivocally that I have never physically struck a player or colleague. Allegations claiming otherwise are false. Carver High, honestly, like how in God's name can you have two programs, Winthrop and Wichita State, have multiple players, multiple, not one. This isn't like Bolton at Penn State. One player said he, uh, you know, uh, did the whole news thing. But this is multiple players. I mean, you know, you can literally... A bunch of them, a bunch of players at Winthrop and at Wichita State say that, I mean, I don't even have to repeat it. Like, did you hear these allegations yes. against him? There's so many bad allegations against him that there is no way that guy still has his job by Friday of this week. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I don't think he has his job by Friday. They're eventually going to have to pull the cord here. I mean, there's just that the reason why they haven't, Scotty, and you know this, is because he wins basketball games. That that's why they haven't pulled the cord. And the reason why Penn State, it's a lot easier for them on, on what, you know, quote unquote, less. I mean, they're all bad things that are being done here is because that guy doesn't win. I get he was going to get them in the tournament for the first time in forever. But, he you know, they don't win enough basketball games at Penn State. This guy, Marshall, wins basketball games. He's been to a Final Four. He, he, that's why it's harder for them to pull the, pull the cord. Right. But they're going to have to. They have to pull the cord. They can't keep going on with this. Do you know that like uh, there's a lot of faculty members questioning why he's still got the job? Uh, yeah, because any of, of them would have been fired by now. <laughs> so the Kansas Board of Regents chair said that the decision is being left to interim president uh, Rick uh, Muma and the Wichita State Athletic Department. But they've offered no explanation for why he's still coaching through the investigation, uh, that he's still like on the job. Um. The university does not comment on on personnel matters uh, with regard to privacy laws. Well, okay, we'll do it for you. Thank you. You won't comment, so we will. I mean, it's real simple. All the allegations are public, and it's uh, all the abusive allegations and uh, punching and choking and the the things he said to players. Uh, it's just not going to be tolerated. He's doomed. So the cherry on I'm gonna, top is when he tried to beat the kid up at the parking spot, right? And he, wasn't that, that also in the mix there? That is fan. <laughs> that is just fantastic. It is in the mix. The road rage incident is not really a road rage incident. It was a uh, alleged. And now I wasn't there, but I'm just going to tell spot. you what. Right. <laughs> this is a parking uh, spot uh, altercation. This was someone parking in the uh, vaunted head coach's spot at the uh, facility at the gym. And, you know, he's got the coach Marshall sign in front of his parking spot. You know, this is this uh, spot is reserved for coach Marshall. And then the one next to him is the athletic director and all the rest. But the assistant coaches have to park like a half mile away. 
but the head coach gets the a shuttle. spot. I got to take the shuttle from yeah. off campus. The off the campus, campus shuttle. shuttle. Gotta, yeah. But but the head coach gets his own parking spot. Some kid parked in his spot allegedly one day, and they the story goes that he got in a fight with the kid, <laughs> and that he allegedly reached through the window and grabbed this kid or punched him or something through the uh, in this let's just say engagement. <laughs> there was. There was, they were engaged. There was a, and I'm not talking about getting married. <laughs> there was a confrontation. You know, uh, you know, that's a dangerous way to make a living. That uh, the whole road rage thing. You gotta be careful with the, you know, having a nine Glock or a baseball bat in your car, because when they pull you over, and you got a baseball bat in the trunk, and you better have your cleats and your and your glove in there and some balls too because the cops aren't going to believe that you're on the men's softball team and you just have a bat in your car <laughs> you gotta have you gotta have other stuff too like pants glove stirrups <laughs> you gotta have you gotta have you know what i mean car ride batting gloves maybe you gotta have that all yeah. in there if you're gonna use the bat in your road rage incidents the guy that you've seen the guy get out of the car before with the bat and go off on some guy's car window or some guy's head uh how would you like to go to jail for the rest of your life for hitting someone with a baseball bat in a road rage incident and you kill them and they're laying on the side of the road dead and you end up, you know, everyone just narks you out and you're finished with they're taking pictures of your license or they're filming you for, you know, YouTube and everything else. And uh, then you're just going to you're just going to prison for the rest of your life. Right. I mean, is there any road rage incident worth it with some person you don't even know? You know, you don't even know them and you're fighting with them. Like, as, no. you know, Mafia is always telling you the stories of my road rage incidents driving. Uh, he says that uh, I, I, he said, I'm not a bad driver at all. He says, I'm a good driver. I'm a safe driver. He said, but my problem is when people do uh, wrong to me, like really wrong to me that I get, it, I, I give it back to them. Like he says, like if someone cuts me off, then he says, I follow them for a couple miles and then I drive recklessly and I cut them off to let them taste it a little. And he, and he's probably right. I have been known to do that, but I, I have a cure for that Carver high. So, uh, I told you, I started listening to uh, mellower music. So when I listen to speed metal, death metal, uh, you know, like liquid metal, if I'm listening to, you know, uh, I believe even like Boneyard or Octane and the music's violent, I get violent. But if I listen to uh, Kenny Chesney's uh, No Shoes Radio, and there's a lot of, you know, tiki bar music, uh, Caribbean music, a lot of going out on the deep sea fishing boat music, uh, you know, beer drinking and doobie smoking and, and sex music, like lovers music, that kind of music. That's the kind of uh, calmness I need while driving. So if I listen to mellow, you know, like Kenny talking about the boys of fall, you know, if I get him doing the boys of fall and some of those, you know, really good, really good songs, like uh, all of his music I love. And then I don't get mad when I'm driving. It's unbelievable. Maybe I should become a country music fan, Carver High. Yeah, I mean, if that's going to tone you down a little bit, you might as well do it. You know, you know what I mean? Like from you from those incidents, we don't need any of those. We don't need, you know, road rage incidents and no problems with us like that. No, we don't need bats. any of that stuff. What about guns? Yeah, no, no, not necessary. Just, just there's no reason to get involved in that stuff. There just isn't. Because we got a lot of, you know, games to bet on and money to make. 
Yes, yes. Dodgers had a big opportunity in the bottom of the eighth, by the way. Dodgers had a man on second. Uh, Smith had an absolute bullet right at the third baseman, and then Bellinger struck out. So they, if they could have got that one across, they would have been that one. They're live here. They're down. They need a bloop and a blast, right? Unless they give up more runs here in the top half first. Two outs with a runner at first. The Rosarena's up, but it's uh, six four Tampa. I think they're. My feeling is anything could happen, but I think they're going to get out of this, and then it's going to be one one, and then we're going to have the game of the series, in my opinion. Uh, Friday, Bueller and Morton, I think, will be a great game. Uh, so, what do you think of tomorrow's, uh, you know, Giants Eagles game? Do you give the Giants any chance at all against that banged up Eagles team, or do you think they go to six and zero under Peterson on Thursday nights? I do give the Giants a chance tomorrow night. I actually what? like them with the number. Yeah, I like the four and a half. I think that this game, what? Scotty, is going to be like uh, sloppy. Now, usually, like I know you say a lot, and it does happen when you get two bad teams. Sometimes in these Thursday night games, like you, you tend to get a pretty good game, and there's usually like a lot of points, like that Jet Denver game or the Brown Bengal game. But I don't know if we're going to get that tomorrow. I think tomorrow is going to be messy. I think it's going to be ugly. And I think it's going to be like 16, 13, uh, you know, 17, 14, 20, 17. I think it's going to be low scoring and ugly. And the four and a half points are going to matter. Yeah, uh, fair enough. I'm with you there. I got it at three and a half because I was on it at six and a half. I wanted I wanted uh, the Giants at six and a half. Right. So when the line moved to three and a half, whatever it was, Mafia said it's three and a half. Now I was like, all right, I'll lay it. I'll lay the three and a half. But now when it's at four and a half, I'm starting to think that's enough for me if I'm a Giants buyer, right? So I think the Giants at four and a half is is a good buy, but I just want to be clear that I took the Eagles and uh, laid three and a half when it got to that uh, point, right? So when we come back, uh, Carver High is going to be gone. So we're going to get all of his picks in college and pro football before he leaves town. Carver High was saying to me uh, in a break, he's like, what, you're just going to like not do the games with me and I'm leaving tomorrow. So none of my uh, action gets uh, run so the fans can uh, go to the window and like we can get all these people some fat stacks like you're just going to blow me off and not talk about all the games with me. And I was like, no, I was going to do that at uh, the last long segment. He's like, all right, (laughs) so then I guess we're good. (laughs) Because <laughs> he thought I was going to blow him off. He, he gave me the business. He's like, so you're just going to not talk about the games with me? You're going to talk about coaches choking players all night? <laughs> well, that part I did say to you. <laughs> so, I'm just Yeah, what do you want to do? What do you want to do? You want to do college? I, you want to do pro? What do you want to do? I want to do all of it. In? I want to okay. do all of it. So I'm not going to mess around. Let's get right into it. All right, so um, – uh, tomorrow you're, you're, you'll be driving, but Arkansas State is at Appalachian State and Apps laying 13. Uh, when it opened, it was 10 and a half. That's what I got it at. I laid it. Yeah, I, I'm good with Appalachian State tomorrow night. Uh, I think they're better than Arkansas. Uh, I don't mind laying the 13 and a half. Anything under two touchdowns with that, I'm, I'm good with. If it gets over 14 tomorrow, I don't like it as much. But still at 13 and a half right now on FanDuel, I'm all in on Appalachian. 
All right, there's four games on Friday. One of them will blow off, Jacksonville State and Florida International. Uh, the other ones I'll, I'll bring up to you. Tulsa, USF. Tulsa's laying 10.5 in that game. Uh, I got it at 9.5, and, and I actually grabbed it. I like it even better at 10.5. They're in uh, Tampa. They're at home. I think, you know, they're terrible. But, you know, it's not like I think Tulsa's scaring anyone either. So do you think that game could be within 11? Yeah, I like uh, South Florida here in this game. This is the first weekend, Scotty, where I like a lot of dogs, both college and pro. I think it's gonna the dogs are going to bark this weekend, uh, and we'll start it with South Florida getting the 10.5 at home. All right, Illinois, Wisconsin, and Madtown at Camp Randall. Uh, Wisconsin laying 20. Uh, originally, it was 23, and then yeah. it moved real quickly to 20 because some people pounced on it. Illinois gave yeah. them a game last year. Uh, Lovey and the boys, can they go to a mad town and give them a game? Or is this going to be all Wisconsin living up to their, uh, not played a game yet hype that they're getting in the bogus college football rankings that come out every week down to 18 and a half on FanDuel tonight. So it's, it's going down even more. Um, I, I have to look at, you know, how all these teams started a month ago when the sec played their first week and, and these other conferences, they all started rather slow the big teams. So with the Big Ten starting this weekend, Scotty, I'm going to try to do the same thing. Huge spreads like this one and in the Ohio State game, I'm going to take the points because I think that these teams, it might take them a half or three quarters before they start playing to their maximum potential. All right, Louisiana UAB and uh, UAB originally was laying two and a half. Now they're actually getting one at home from the Raging Cajuns. UAB's four and one, and they're getting points at home. And I was willing to lay the two and a half. Getting one, I'm all over it. I do like the Raging Cajuns uh, on the road on Friday night. I'm going with uh, Lafayette. All right, uh, Saturday, Notre Dame and Pitt in uh, the ketchup bottle in the Steel City. Notre Dame's laying ten and a half. Now, I cannot base it on how they played against Louisville. I'm basing right. it on how... Uh, Pitt has been able to give teams like Miami and Notre Dame and, and, you know, teams like this, the business when they play them in Pittsburgh and they're not bad. I mean, they're three and three. It's not like they're horrible. They covered against Miami. They were getting 13 and a half where, you know, it right. went down to 10 and a half. I got them at 13. I covered. Yeah. It seems like every week Pitt is in a rather close game. Even before the Miami game, they played the tight games with BC and NC state. Um, I, I think that this could be another tight one. Notre Dame was not impressive on offense last week. That's maybe one reason. If you do want to take Notre Dame, you think that Kelly's going to get them back in shape this week and they're going to score a bunch of points because Pittsburgh does not score a lot. But 10 and a half at the catch-up bottle where Notre Dame hasn't played great in the past, uh, probably a safe play. All right, so two outs now. Uh, Loop just uh, had a strikeout and then a fly out to deep left. But uh, two outs on the Dodgers' bottom nine, uh, and it's 6-4. They're not going to win this game. It's over. Uh, Syracuse-Clemson, uh, that game is at Clemson, and they're laying 46 now to the Orange. This is tough because they are 46 points or more better than that team. I mean, Syracuse lost at home to Liberty. That's just as embarrassing as it gets. I'm surprised Dino Babers still has a job. Um, I don't mind actually believing. I don't mind laying 46 and a half. It's crazy. Wow. I don't like spreads like that. But the only thing that could really screw you here is if, you know, they get up and they didn't do it last week against Georgia Tech. They get up so big that they that they don't play in the second half. That's right. the thing that could mess with you in these 40 plus point spreads. 
but uh, Syracuse is so awful, and I think that Clemson could be up 46 at the half. So Yeah, take- I took Clemson. I took the number. I'll take 46 and, and roll the dice, hope they score a couple touchdowns. I uh, hope they score 10 or 14 points, and then uh, Clemson uh, puts in their backups. Uh, we'll see. Nebraska, Ohio State, and Columbus at the shoe, laying 26 to the Huskers and Adrian Martinez. Same as the Wisconsin game. I'm going to take the team in their first game getting the big points because I think that there's a chance that there could be a slow start for some of these bigger teams not playing yet. Yeah, I think Ohio State's going to just do whatever they want to them, uh, just absolutely kill them. Uh, North Carolina land 15 and a half to NC State. I think you already told me you'll never bet on North Carolina. I'll never again. bet on North Carolina again. Give me NC State and the 15 and a half points. I'm sorry, I will never go near the Tar Heels. Kansas, Kansas State in Manhattan. I got crabs there once, I've told you. <laughs> Kansas State. Uh, Kansas is another team. They're on the list this year after that opening uh, game performance against Coastal Carolina. They're laying 19 and a half. All right. Uh, the games that are boring, I'm just going to blow off. Yeah, all right? just do and, the big games. Do the big all games. Right. Auburn and Ole Miss in Oxford. Auburn's laying three. I got to tell you, I thought that Bo Nix had a meltdown last week. Uh, he stinks. Uh, I can't believe uh, watching, like, you know, uh, them lose that game at, at williams Bryce in Columbia against South Carolina. I, I just, the that game was so out of control with the smack talking and the cheap shots and the unsportsmanlike conducts and the, and the yeah. trash talking and the dancing. And Nix was in the middle of all of it. I thought he lost his mind. I actually uh, lost a lot of respect for him watching him play. I thought he was terrible in a big moment. And uh, he, he had all off. kinds of interceptions, and I, I thought he was terrible. Do you think he'll beat Ole Miss this week on the road? I, I don't. This game's hard for me. Ole Miss was pretty well, – they, they melted down two last week. They threw six interceptions against Arkansas. Um, you would think from two weeks ago that they could score because of what they did to Alabama and bringing up all those points and yards. If they can do even half of that against Auburn – they should be able to win the game because Auburn stinks offensively. They can't score. They're lucky they've won games this year. I like Ole Miss getting to three and a half at home, Scotty. All right, so I want to get uh, your pros too. So we got to speed it up. Oklahoma yeah. TCU at uh, Fort Worth, and Oklahoma's land six and a half. Give me TCU with the points at home. Temple and Memphis. Memphis at home land thirteen and a half. I'll lay it with Memphis. Not a problem. Florida State at Louisville. Louisville's land five. Uh, give me Florida State getting the point. Uh, Michigan State, Rutgers in East Lansing. Uh, the Spartans laying 13 and a half. This is where I go against my other Big Ten theory. I don't mind laying the points against Rutgers, even though Shiano is back. Let's, uh, I got to see it first. I would never bet on a team uh, in New Jersey like uh, Rutgers no. uh, at no. the window. I would never condone betting. No, but if you, if you were at a, a Steeler in game, and if you were at a Steeler game in Pennsylvania, you could. So there you go. Yeah, if I was at the Steeler game, I would bet on the game. But since I'm a, I believe in a higher power, yeah, I go to church, I go to mass, that I will not bet on Rutgers ever while in the state of New Jersey, ever. Right. I would never condone that ever on this air. Uh, Alabama and Tennessee in Knoxville, Alabama's Bama land 21. Bama large. All right, Iowa State, out. Oklahoma State, Oklahoma State and Stillwater land three and a half. Give me Oklahoma State. Uh, Penn State, Indiana, and Bloomington, Penn State laying six and a half. Any upset chance here with the Hoosiers? No, I'm gonna under a touchdown. I'm gonna take the Nittany Lions. Uh, Virginia Tech and Wake Forest in Winston Salem. Vatech laying nine. Uh, Vatech. Baylor, Texas, and Austin, Texas laying eight and a half. Uh, Texas. 
Iowa, Purdue, and West Lafayette. Iowa laying three. Iowa. Georgia Tech, BC, and Chestnut Hill. BC laying three and a half. BC big. Kentucky, Missouri, and Columbia. Kentucky laying five and a half. Wildcats, let's go. Kentucky. West Virginia at Texas Tech in Lubbock. West Virginia laying three. Uh, give me Texas Tech at home, getting a three. A South Carolina, LSU, and Baton Rouge. LSU laying six. LSU gets right. Uh, Boise against Utah State. Boise laying 16 and a half on the blue carpet. That's right. We got the Mountain West and the, and the late night games back. Give me the blue carpet in Boise State. Michigan at Minnesota. Michigan laying three. <laughs> you know I got to go with my man. P.J. Fleck and the wife, Heather, row the boat, baby, up in Minnesota. Row the boat. Maryland, Northwestern, and Evanston, Northwestern, laying 11. Man, if I had to watch this game, I would uh, probably lay the 11 with Northwestern. Miami and uh, Virginia at Hard Rock, laying 12 and a half canes. You, you rolls on Saturday night. Uh, Cincinnati, SMU, down in Dallas, SMU, laying two and a half. SMU, that's my squad. All right, uh, UNLV, San Diego State, at uh, the Aztecs, laying 15. The bailout blowout, baby. Give me the Aztecs. I'm sure I'll be on that Saturday night at 10.30 Eastern. All right, so uh, NFL uh, Sunday. Steelers, Titans, Tennessee laying one. Give me the give me the Steelers, Scotty. I like the Steelers this Sunday. Ooh, ooh. Niners, Pats. Pats laying two. I'm on the Niners to go into Gillette on Sunday and get the win. Lions, Falcons in Atlanta. Atlanta laying two and a half. Falcons. Think they're back. Browns, Bengals in the jungle. Cleveland laying three on the road. Yeah, I'm going to take the Bengals getting three and a half on FanDuel right now. Panthers, Saints in New Orleans laying seven and a half. Uh, the Taking Saints are laying. Seven and a half with the Panthers. Bridgewater good off of a loss against the spread. Bills, Jets at MetLife. Bills laying 13 now. Yeah, Bills got to get right. I think they do in a big way against the Jets. We'll lay it, Scotty. Cowboys, uh, Washington in Washington. Dallas laying one. Washington football team gets their offense going against that horrible defense. They win the game. Packers, Texans, uh, Green Bay laying three and a half in Houston. I think the Texans are going to surprise. You might need that half, but uh, I'm going to take it. Seahawks, Cardinals in Zona. Seattle laying three and a half. Big spot for the Cardinals because they're home and it's three and a half. I'm going to take the points. Chiefs, Broncos in Denver. Kansas City laying nine and a half. I like the Broncos getting the nine and a half. Chiefs usually Ooh. have some trouble out in Denver in the in the mile high air. Wow. I'm going to take the points. Jags, Chargers in Lipstick City. Chargers laying eight. Give me the Jags, seven and a half. You never take the Chargers when they are a home favorite, ever. Buccaneers, Raiders, Sunday night in Vegas. Tampa laying three and a half. I like the Raiders with the points on Sunday night. A lot of dogs this weekend. Bark, bark. And then Monday, you'll be back at work. Bears, Rams in uh, Lipstick City. Uh, Rams land six. Bears money line. Bears money line on Monday night. Let's go. Well, there you go. Carver High with all of his action before he goes off to the Cape Cod Irish Open uh, in said place. On, well, hopefully, uh, I come Thursday, back Friday, with the, hopefully, I come back with the green jacket and the trophy. That's the idea. Hopefully, we come nice. back as a winner when the 50th anniversary Really hoping that it happens. Uh, it should be a fun weekend. That's for you sure. said though that you have the second to worst odds in the field. Oh yeah, I got a bit. Yeah, I'm I'm at least two hundred to one, uh, probably with the amount of golf that the other guys have been playing. I just don't get out there anymore. It's probably going to be a very ugly scene for me uh, on Friday and Saturday. So we have a series now. The Rays have won six to four to even the World wow. Series at a game apiece. Now it's a best of five, and Friday night Charlie Morton will take on. Uh, 
Walker Bueller in the matchup. That's a good pitching matchup, as good as it gets, if you ask me. It's going to be interesting to see how the rest of the series goes because they're going to get back around to uh, Blake Snell. He had him uh, absolutely perplexed tonight. We'll try to hook up with Morency next. So Friday night uh, is, is Bueller and Morton. They're talking about Bueller right now uh, after the game of how overpowering he is and how, uh, you know, he's so dominant and everything. Listen, I think Charlie Morton's better than Walker Bueller in these big games. I mean, I got to tell you, I've seen this guy Morton now at every level in the playoffs. He, all he does is win and, and, and just humiliates teams like he did the Astros in that game seven. Morency's up next with Sports Rage. Uh, the Rays win tonight, uh, Gabe, and, and now you got Morton going against Bueller on Friday night. That's going to be a huge turning point game. I think Morton can beat him. Do you like Morton's chances? Yeah, you know what? Suddenly, uh, what's a best of seven becomes a best of five, uh, Scotty, tied up at uh, one right now. It was curious. Whatever Roberts does, he's going to get uh, he's going to get second guess. That's what happens uh, to baseball managers. It is what it is, but... They got the weak link out of the way with the Gonsolin and the May start today. So they go the Dodgers go into the weekend, you know, with Bueller. They can uh, bust out Urias and they can bust out Kershaw again. If it goes seven, someone's going to have to go on three days rest. As far as Bueller, listen, Morton's a badass and he's been there and he's done that before. He's got the experience. Bueller's great too, but as you know, Scotty, that blister has been a real lingering problem for him, man. You know, he has a hard time. Basically, when Bueller pitches, it's four innings. He'll strike out eight guys, but it's four innings, you know, type of deal. So it's a similar situation. You know, we finally they get a day off right now. It's a reset for everybody. But I thought the Dodgers could get up again tonight, but they just couldn't dig out of that five, uh, five nothing hole. But we hit the over, Scotty. I didn't understand it. Last night, bro, it's seven and a half with Kershaw and Glass now. Two badass pitchers. It's right. seven and a half. Tonight, you got a scrub in Gonsolin. And and it's eight. I know Snell's good, but still. So we hit the over, but we lost with the Dodgers. Uh, so, uh, you know, you talk about uh, Bueller's blister. You never saw Morency miss a concert playing guitar with a blister. He'd always show up for the concert and shred on stage through. and put on a good show. So, obviously, Bueller's a wussy. I'll see you tomorrow on Coast to Coast. Have a great show, Morency. Have fun at the Cape Cod, Carver High. Ever wondered how a book gets made into a movie? Or how to master the art of cooking? Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. On our podcast, we're going to be serving you a fresh perspective of the entertainment industry alongside our favorite celebrity guests. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon.